Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the fashions. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The friendships. Nick's kind of guy you can trust. Kind of guy you can drink beer with. Kind of guy who doesn't mind if you puke in his car. And the one-hit wonders. They call themselves Nana. And their hit song, 99 Red Balloons. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And with me today, my brother from Paris Island Boot Camp, Mr. Sean Daly. What is the show about today? Should I have worn pants? <laughs> is it about dirty songs? What is it about today? It's about uh, the ringtone you have on your cell phone. <laughs> That'd be a great ringtone, wouldn't it? Be so horny. Yeah. Goes off in church. No. Not that I actually go to church. I- I'm sad to say that this is actually the one-hit wonders of 1989. <laughs> in 1989, life wasn't getting too good for Spears in 89, was it? No. The party's almost over. How you doing? I'm worried about you. You all right? I'm, I'm okay. See, in 89, I was ready to peak. I was like, woo, let's do it. Sean Daly Show, baby. But for you, the Spearsy Show is uh, was about to get canceled. I was, I was just like uh, Full Metal Jacket. I was like Private Joker in the, uh, or Private, private, <laughs> oh, God, private Pile in the, in the head with a gun pointed in my oh, head. Jesus, don't say that. It's a great movie. Yeah. We'll eventually do a podcast to it. But no, yeah, I'm kind of torn because I really enjoy doing these, 80, these uh, one-hit wonder shows. And this will be the last one. God, you're bringing me down, but you know what? My job is to bring you up, cause baby, me so horny. I'm like a dog in heat, a freak without warning. I have an appetite for sex, cause me so horny. Come on, how can you be depressed after me so horny? Two live crew, baby. Two live is what we are. I would give just about anything to kick this miserable band. <laughs> Into the 90s what? and never have to talk about them again. Luther Campbell? Come on. Even Springsteen loved Two Live Crew. No, Freedom we, of speech, baby. We didn't. Band in the USA. I was... I'm telling you, 89, baby. I'm about to rock it. No, this is... I love you know this what's song. sad? Okay, now there's a. You know what? One of the sad, pathetic thing. Me so horny is one of the most played songs on my iPod. It's not. It is. I remember the first time I ever heard it. I was a sophomore at Syracuse University, and it came on, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Part of me was aghast, and the other other part of me was like watching these like young nubile uh, girls dance around to it, like hee hee hee, and I was like, "Yes, I like sex." Well, me so horny. Two live crew uh, was actually number one song on the rap charts in 1989. Number 26 on the regular uh, billboards, despite the fact that it got hardly any airplay. As nasty as they want to be. And they were. And uh, f- actually, uh, I'm ashamed to say, uh, here in Florida, the album was banned. You could not buy it here. Bunch of heathens down here. Uh, we like beaches and Jimmy Buffett and not much else. Could you check me on this? Am I losing my mind? I, I, just, I, I don't understand what this has to do with anything. As, we, as, as everyone knows by now, sampled from the movie uh, Full Metal Jacket. Can you name the actress? Can you name the actress? Her name was Papillon Susu. Nice. And she was credited as the Da Nang Hooker. (laughs) And it says her actual line was, Hey, baby, you got girlfriend Vietnam. Me so horny. Me love you long time. Uh, How much was she charging? Do you remember? (laughs) 
I don't. Ten dollars. Ten dollars for anything you want because yeah, yeah. The Sri Lankan rap star MIA. She uh, she does that too on her new album. I know you love MIA, don't you, Spears? <laughs> you once you just said the word rap, you lost my attention. Come completely. on, man. I don't like rap. Never did. Just like you don't like so uh, Spears in '89. Spears in '89. Were you really starting to feel the pressures of life? '89 is when I graduated college. And I had to go get a job. My girlfriend broke up with me. My girlfriend of two years broke up with me. I went and got a her job. Name? What was her name? Julie. Yeah, I like that one. Julie was this the frozen lasagna girl? Yes. Julie? And the peach lingerie from J.C. Penney's. Yes. Oh, and man. another. Uh, so I love sort of how I, I love this show, and I love I dig this about you, Spearsy. That the way this show goes, really, 89, it, you're depressed now, but you were depressed back then, too. Yeah, yeah. You were gonna get and s- I'm depressed today. You're going to get so many chicks for this show. No. Oh, Spearsy, I want to coddle you. I want to cuddle. Poor Spearsy. Screw Daly. We love Spearsy. Damn you. No, I'm depressed, too. Give <laughs> me with that brick. I'm dying. Just put me out of my misery. The uh, 1989. Now, for this show, as usual, we, we went through, we went back, and we picked a bunch of songs. I gotta admit, we had a, we had some trouble with 1989, and the big trouble we had was there was a lot of two hit wonders, a lot of three hit wonders. So there's no, there's not gonna be any fine young cannibals. Wait, fine young cannibals have more than one hit song? Yeah, they had uh, "She Drives Me Crazy" from '89, and then they had a "Good Thing." Good thing. So they didn't qualify. There's a lot of bands that didn't qualify. There were some bands that uh, had songs that charted in 89, but they came out in 82. So it's a shorter show than normal, but you only have nine songs. I'm going to make this the longest show ever, though. You already have. Long, drawn-out stories of daily bursting into manhood in 1989. And Spearsy falling into the abyss. Yes! It's the abyss of of 100 groupies who love you. No. Nobody loves me. Anyway, uh, without further ado, God, you, you know what? Unbelievable! No, Nobody come on. loves me. Nobody does. Uh, anyway. I really hope it's snowing in Kankakee right now. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, let's play the number two song on, on this week's list. Yes. Now, there's a nice depressing song for you. Edith Brickell and the New Bohemians. Yeah, What I Am. I had this album. Did you? And again, when I was at Syracuse, I saw Edie Brickell. Nice. Uh, I saw her in concert, but I could not enjoy the concert. Because? Because I had this gargantuan man in front of me who smelled like baloney. <laughs> I really, I, I can still smell it today. Like I, I'm wearing a baloney mustache. That'd be a good band name, Baloney Mustache. But really, I'm so I'm trying to watch Edie Brickell, who was like part of her shtick was she she was jumping on a trampoline doing her wispy folk pop songs, and this guy keeps turning around, and he also had these humongous nostrils, and he'd turn around, he'd get in my grill, he was kind of looking around, and he'd he'd be sucking in air, and these nostrils would be flaring, and the smell of baloney was making my eyes water, and I'm trying to shuffle and do like a little you know jig to Edie Brickell with Baloney Boy, Oscar. F and Meyer in front of me. I can't enjoy it. Baloney. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, as always, you've cheered me up. Tell the people about Edie Brickell. Oh, God. I don't know. The New Bohemians actually were a ska band in the early 80s in Texas. Edie Brickell joined them 
after uh, she, I guess she just hopped on stage with him one night, and that was the end of it. But what's interesting about this song is they were playing it on Saturday Night Live back in 1988 when she noticed uh, Paul Simon sitting in the crowd. Ah. And, of course, they would end up getting married in 1992 and having three kids. Three kids? Three kids. And Paul Simon at the time was, what, 67? Uh, Yeah, slightly younger than myself. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, anyone from the late 80s would also remember this from the movie Loverboy with Patrick Dempsey. Ah, yes. He plays it right in the beginning when he's trying to seduce his his young Nubau girlfriend. Uh, Edie Brickell for also... Born on the 4th of July, which was also 89, right? She did a cover of uh, Bob Dylan's Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. Right, yeah. She's the the folk singer that you see that in the version. cafe when they... Isn't that in Syracuse? Isn't that supposed yeah, to be Syracuse? You're, you're I old? love her version of that. Yeah, it's nice. I like her. Do you know I the did... song Circle? Me, I'm a part of your circle of friends, Spearsy. No. Ah, sorry. People know it. People know it. Our listeners. No one knows it. Everyone's still laughing about the baloney line. That dude, really, I can still smell it today. And me and my friends still talk, hey, remember Baloney guy? I mean, really, it was almost like he had he had bathed in some sort of baloney marinade. Oh, God. It's giving me the heebie-jeebies in here. <laughs> I gotta admit, I'm scratching. I'm going to get this uncontrollable rash that's starting to form across my body. Yeah, that's because of my story. Yeah, that's <laughs> rash boy. Rash boy. Play song number three already. That is the first time I've ever heard that song. Really? Talk yeah. It Over by Grayson Hugh? Come on. <laughs> you didn't have the you single? sell it like it's Zeppelin, Whole Lot of Love. Come on, Talk It Over by Grayson Hugh? You didn't have the single? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, God. I remember this on the radio. Really? Pathetic. Tell me about Grayson Hugh. Is that a band name or something? No, that's a, that's a singer-songwriter uh, from Connecticut. And uh, this was his one big hit from the album Blind to Reason. Uh, and uh, it Blind hit the top. to Reason. That's such an 80s album title, too. But you know what actually makes it such a great 80s one-hit wonder? What? Olivia Newton-John covered it. ONJ? Yeah. I call her ONJ. I know you do. I just call her OJ. And then, uh, but he did have another song. Uh, she called it Can't We Talk It Over in Bed. Ooh. She's always got to smut things up. I know. ONJ. She's just such a whore, isn't she? <laughs> Uh, that's all that needs to be said about number, about number three, uh, Grayson Hugh. Please rescue us, Mr. Daly. I'm going to play a song for you that is going to turn this mother out. Ready? Yeah. Hit it. I know that's the time that I went to find something new. You know it's your crime that I Yes! <laughs> Finally, you're showing some life over there. Oh, my Spears. God. I love you know this, this song. Is? Who is it? It's Concan. It is Concan. Yeah. I have that tattoo right across my buttocks. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this. It's I beg your pardon. And uh, this is one of the Canadian uh, synth pop bands from the 80s that we I love, love so much. I love Canadian music from the 80s. I love the Canucks. Why do you get your fingers crossed behind your back? There, I uncrossed <laughs> the, them for you, Spears. Yeah, you did indeed. Thank you. Thank God it's not a video podcast. <laughs> Nobody wants to see your naughty bits. Uh, Concan was a video podcast. If 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 I'd have more groupies, because once they saw me, they you know yeah. Because once they get a look at Jabba, 
Usana Solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we are looping. Oh uh, no, I love Concan. It's actually their their name is a play on the Canadian uh, content regulation for radio called CanCon that stipulates that thirty percent of all songs played on commercial radio stations in Canada be from Canadian artists. Really? Yeah. So that's why you get a lot of. I love it. So they, they kind of turn it around. They play it. And to me, this is like total retro 80s. It reminds me of Human League. It reminds me of all the fun from the early half of the decade. Because you got to love the, those crazy Canucks. They're always about – they're always like five years behind the rest of us. So it's like as far as I'm concerned, it'll be 1995 in Canada before the, the music starts to turn bad. You know, Spears, you just put content into this show. I'm really proud of you. I put content in the show every week. I you're the one, I take puts, you're the one who puts sound effects. <laughs> waka waka. Jeez. God, I Let's keep going. To, I want another song. You want another song? God. I am jacked up right now. This one's going to jack up some of our listeners who aren't going to like the next pick that we have on the list. Are Ooh, you ready? No, they're not. Ready? Oh, no, they're not. People are going to be irate. Irate. Fire it up. Feel I'm on top again, baby. That's got everything to do with you. I'm alive. Love it, Rockets? As a one-hit wonder? You bet, baby. Are you uh, are you suicidal? Under under the guidelines of what makes a one-hit wonder, this is a one-hit wonder. This was the only song they had that reached the top 40. Luke Greeley is going to kick your ass. Luke Greeley can come right on down here to the studio. He knows where it's at. he come in here, knock on my soundproof door, <laughs> come on in here, and he can... Tell me what other songs by Love and Rockets charted. Because Motorcycle didn't chart, and Ball of Confusion didn't chart. Oh, Ball of Confusion totally charted. No, it didn't. No, it did not on the mainstream charts. Maybe like under the Sean Daly iPod chart, right next to Me So Horny and uh, <laughs> some lamey, wappy, pappy crap from Barbara Streisand. Papa, can you see me? Papa, can you find me in the night? Don't diss Babs. Oh, I'm going to diss her. Oh, time. no. I'll, I'll walk right out of this, this room This mirror right has now. two faces, buddy, and they both don't <laughs> like Barbara Streisand. But uh, uh, no, Love and Rockets. Love and Rockets. Well, you know, send all your mail to uh, Steve Spears. They do already, my friend. Ooh, that, wow. That cut deep. I'm feeling it now. You, I know. You cut uh, me deep just now. Yeah, that does. But uh, this is formed by the, uh, obviously, everyone knows by now that uh, Love and Rockets was formed by the members of, the former members of Bauhaus, which was, I guess, the answer to our name, that 80s tune a couple weeks ago when we had uh, Bella Lugosi's Dead. Right. But Peter and, Murphy, I mean, he wasn't in this. No, no. 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 This is minus Peter Murphy. This song reached number three on the charts. It's and, a good um, song. And they're back together. The band is back together now. They, uh, they played a tribute last year for Joe Strummer after, uh, in, 19, in 2007. They played the Coachella Music Festival. Coachella, and, right? I've been there. Yeah, and they're scheduled to pay, play uh, Lollapalooza in Chicago in August. Can we go to one of these festivals? I mean, you're going to the 80s festival out in Vegas, uh, August 2nd, right? Yeah. But we're not, you're not re- you're recording from You know what there. I just realized? Are you doing a show from out there? Yeah, I'm going to record from Vegas. You bastard. But uh, you know what's really crazy is... You're going uh, solo. You're kicking me out, aren't you? What? This show? This show doesn't oh, survive without you. That's not true. You're the, you're the heart of the soul. And, and some of the other organs as well. <laughs> the, uh, the August 2nd show of, of the Regeneration Tour out in Vegas, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. But you know who's playing here on August 2nd at, uh, at the St. Pete Thomas Forum? George Michael. 
Oh, that's right. So I get to I miss saw my that boy. I saw on the calendar the other day. I, could, I have to do George Michael anyway. Yeah, so I was kind of I was going to hope I was hoping to tag along with you, but I'll be uh I'll be knee deep in uh, 99 cent shrimp cocktails that night. Yeah, and then some. Did you uh did you see American Idol the other night when they had Brian Adams and George Michael on? I did and ZZ Top. And somehow Brian Adams and George Michael look exactly alike now, except for like expensive One sunglasses. One wears sunglasses, yeah. That was really creepy. Brian yeah. Adams is supposed to look bad now, but George Michael looks, ooh. They, uh, no, I don't think Brian Adams looked bad. You think, you think he looked bad? He kind of looked like a, you know, a 50-year-old hockey player. <laughs> He's Canadian. Yeah, I know. But I thought George Michael, I mean, George Michael's had some bad plastic surgery, I think. But You had some work done? It, it looks like it. It looks like he had all pulled back Star Trek style or he, something. I didn't think he sounded very good anyway. But it was very I 80s. It was, fine. it was a very 80s idol. It was. I love it. This whole season's been an 80s idol. I'm, I'm kind of, I, I got to admit, I'm kind of on like a little hangover now from the whole season being over. So, <sighs> anyway. Speaking of pure 80s, let's hit him with the next song. Don't close your eyes by Kix. Tell us about Kix. Uh, well, Kix is an expanded puff grain cereal, uh, originally uh, formulated uh, in the year 1986, presumably dried in an oven. No, 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 no. Talk about the band. Oh, I was. Oh, you bastard. Why don't you like the hair metal? I don't like hair metal. Why don't you like the power ballads? Uh, they all sound the same, don't oh they? Come God. on. All your little bleeps and bloops. Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> You're crap that you like Depeche Mode you know I met a fan the other day who said that yeah, we like the podcast but we think Daily is too mainstream <laughs> really yeah who is that I don't want to say who said it come on say it no. I'm too Someone, mainstream you're too mainstream oh yeah you're really an indie kid you're really like an outcast <laughs> F you Spears <laughs> I am mainstream oh uh, hey you know what I'm middle America I'm a populist <laughs> I'm like Charles Dickens or David English. Hasselhoff shut up <laughs> hey, I will tell you something about this band because maybe you can tell me something about this band. They were actually founded in some town called what? Hagerstown, Maryland. Hagerstown. God damn it! <laughs> Hagerstown. And they were they were known as the Shoes. Spelled well, that's terrible. Spelled. Well, that's very Hagerstown. Wrong. Is it Hagerstown? Hagerstown. Where is Who Hagerstown? said it? Who said I was Where's mainstream? Hagerstown? Who said I was mainstream? You don't need to know. Tell me right well, now. You know. Tell me. Lisa. Lisa? See? You don't know who it is. Who the hell's Lisa? Well, where the hell's Hagerstown? <laughs> Hagerstown is a, is a beautiful little burg in western, kind of western Maryland, at least west of where I was. It's delightful. It's delicious. It's delicious, as you like to say. Yeah, they're actually one of, uh, they say, according to what I've read, one of Maryland's top cover bands. Kicks. Yeah, we love them there. Did you ever eat the cereal? I mean, talking about the cereal again. Do you remember Kicks, that? Was Kicks the ha- the one that had the little rabbit with a propeller head? No, that was, tw- what was something Quisp. Else? Was that Quisp? That's Tricks. No, Tricks is these tricks are for kids. Yeah, it was well, the guy with like the propeller head. It was like I Quisp. I don't know. <laughs> don't make Kicks me say was, Quisp. Kicks were those little stupid balls. Remember, they're just like flavorless. It was like you know all about stupid balls, don't you? Yeah, I think someone else here knows a little bit more. <laughs> but uh, 
The, uh, the egg. Do you remember the? Do you remember that cereal? It was awful. My mom used to get it for me all the time. Was I was a big fan of Captain Crunch and Crunch Berries. It's but all of a sudden, with, teeth. With, with cr- oh yeah, Crunch Berries, Frankenberry, it would tear the crap out of your mouth. Yeah. Remember that? You'd have like, ow! But it was, <laughs> it was so delicious, you could look past the pain. But then, uh, you know, General Mills started screwing with the, the, the Crunch Berries recipe. And now you can't just get a, a pure Crunch Berry anymore. Now they're green and purple. and <sighs> Delicious, though. <laughs> Peanut Butter Crunch, oh, so good. You want to see Kicks live? You can. Really? They're actually playing at this year's Rocklahoma Festival. Oh God, we should be at that. Oh, you should be at that. I no, should be at the as Regeneration the 80s, tour. As, as the leading 80s podcast in the nation, we should be at Have you ever been to Oklahoma? One of us would die, but in a really good way at Rocklahoma. <laughs> Have think. you been to Oklahoma? No, that's why I want to go. I've been to Oklahoma. And let me just say, you know, you and I, we enjoy an occasional alcoholic beverage. Every once in a while. <laughs> Sometimes we enjoy a, 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 an even dozen of them. Yes. They would drink us under the table in Oklahoma. And, th- and why is that a bad thing? No, I'm just saying you will, it will end in a lot of pain. I love Every it. trip I to Oklahoma it. I've ever made ends with me you know, emptying my stomach contents into the toilet at 5 in the morning. I should say that I'm on house arrest these days. So, <laughs> so Rocklahoma would probably be the worst no, possible thing no. for me. It's, it'd be like Myrtle Beach times 10. It, it's, oh, geez, do yeah. not go to Oklahoma if you cannot drink. Ah, by the sound of the tone made oh so famous by Oingo Boingo, it must be time for Reader Mailbag. Hey, it's the segment where Sean Daly picks out his least favorite email of the week. Don't say that. Come on. Anyway, I have a good one here from uh, Base Note. And uh, last week we talked about the Raiders of the Lost Ark trilogy. And we talked about the new movie, which which, uh, is now out in theaters. And um, uh, he has a story about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Go for it. Steve and Sean... But mostly Steve. What the hell is that all about? He just likes quality podcasting. You did that, didn't you? I don't remember. (laughs) I have a Raiders of the Lost Ark story for you. I went to see Raiders with a large group of friends, and we all sat in the front row. My good buddy, Steve Sawa, I hope it's Sawa, it might be Sawa, but Steve Sawa was with us. And he was dangerous to have in a large group because he always made a point to embarrass someone. Where does that sound familiar? What What are you grinning about? Come on. I'm Dickens, remember? I'm Charles Dickens. Well, we were having a great time and enjoying the movie. Then came the scene when Indy crashes the statue through the wall and Marion winds up in a room full of corpses. The theater is dead silent as the bodies are falling all over Marion. Then Steve yells out, Oh, cool! An orgy! <laughs> nice. Needless to say, every one of us in the front row slumped down on our seats as the theater broke out in gales of laughter. He had turned a tense part of the movie into high comedy. He managed to embarrass all of us in one shot, which, of course, we had to give him props afterward for. I think Steve and Mr. Daly would have gotten along famously. Anyway, keep up the great work. Unfortunately, I don't think I will be able to join the 80s crew on any of the road trips this year. If the road trip becomes an annual thing, I will definitely make one. Again, great podcast, and I can't wait for the next one because I am hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Base note. Do you think uh, you and Steve Soa would have gotten along famously? I don't think. Uh, listen, here's my thing. Raised the Lost Ark was my favorite movie ever. And I got to say, if I was in the theater and I'm being like, I'm really into this scene, and some a-hole in the front row says, oh, cool, an orgy, I would have been kind of pissed because that takes me out of it, you know? 
So maybe, you know, if we went to the diner afterwards and so and I were cutting up, maybe we'd get along. But at that time, I think I would have been a little irked. You know, I, I, I paid good money for Raiders. I don't want some guy ruining it for me. I hate the shtick in the theater. Do you do shtick? No, no. I, in fact, I, I hate going to theaters, period, now. And, uh, but when I do, man, I want it to be as empty as possible. And I sit way close to the front so I don't have any jackasses standing up in front of me. And uh, and I don't say a peep. You wouldn't even know I was there. You know how I feel. I, I get there a half hour early. I drive the uh, forever fiance crazy because I get there a half hour early. I need my pea corn. I need my soda. I need to sit perfectly, like halfway up in the middle. I don't even like the lights to be on during the the, the trailers. It drives me crazy when the lights are on. Like the the trailers are part of the movie for me. Anyway, good note. Uh, good letter base note. Uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure about that, but mostly Steve part. But it was still. <laughs> It's still good. I still love you, baby. As always, send your emails for us to read to stuckinities at tampabay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong. My favorite segment. It's time for Mystery Movie Moment. Or as Sean calls it, let's just get the hell on with the show already. Hey, it's a segment where we're going to play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and we can name it. Those bags of Funyuns signed by yours truly and Sean Daly. Have we heard from anybody? Have we heard, heard from the first batch of people no. that received their no Funyuns? No one has, has emailed to say they got them or not. That is not You know what I'm starting sign. to think? Guys in the mailroom down here. Come on. They're munching away. They, they, they smelled the delicious yeah. waft of yeah. Funyuns and they're like, we must open the boxes. I know. I need to know. Someone out there tells you actually got them because I'm starting to worry about it. I thought Brad would say something. Brad. After all that crap he gave us, we finally sent him Funyuns. Maybe it was very anticlimactic for him. <laughs> I guess. I mean, there really is. It is a 25-cent bag of Funyuns. With, and you can't even make out Sean's signature. Because I'm a rock and roll guy. It's like a celebrity signature. <sighs> Yours is like perfect dork penmanship. <laughs> That's un- unfortunately very true. Anyway, without further ado, here was last week's movie clip. I'm Dr. Ford. But you may call me Siki. Sean, any guesses? Do you know I've never seen this movie? You're kidding. I swear. You've never seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Never How seen could it. you have not seen this movie? Uh, some movies just don't, the whole thing doesn't appeal to me. Oh, you're really missing out. Really? I'll come over to the, the Steve Lair, the new Steve Lair, when you don't have some lady there, <laughs> the rare night when you're not entertaining, and we'll watch it. Do you own it on DVD? Yeah. All right. I'd like to see it. Yeah, Don't make great. any moves on me, though. <laughs> Strictly This is not a movie. I remember seeing this in, uh, in, I think this movie's from 89. I think I saw it at college at the University of Florida in Gainesville. It was one of those ones where we went to the midnight movies. And I never stay awake during a midnight movie. Man, I'm out like a light, and I'm gargling, you know, uh, golf balls. <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the few I actually stayed awake through. It's actually really good. I like it a lot. Anyway, some of the winners from this week include my good friend Rosa Hoffman. Uh, of course she won. She loves you. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Yay, Steve. Boo, Sean. <laughs> Rosa Hoffman. John Hayes, Karina Neskool, Todd Heelan, and Chris from the Chicken Pop podcast. What's Chicken Pop? I don't know, but I'm going to check it out. All right. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's clip. Carla, when I look at you... I think about comic book heroines like Wonder Woman with her little tiny waist and her big, beautiful eyes. Ah, I'm a little baffled. Which, of course, is completely stupid since I picked the clip. (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, if you know it, email me at stuckinnews at tempe.com because only I am qualified to call you a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Hey, it's our signature event. Time to listen carefully as we play a clip of a song from the 80s. And if you can name the artist and name the song, again, those bags of Funyuns um, will be eaten in your honor by the mailroom staff here at the St. Pete Times. I'm very upset. That's really what happened. I know. I can't believe it. I mean, I know they're hungry. I'm hungry. I don't want to send out the next batch of Funyuns until we find out people have actually Yeah, no more Funyuns are going out until I get some confirmation from the masses out there. Anyway, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery song. You love this guy, and I just, I just don't, I don't feel it. This is, of course, Robin Hitchcock's "My Wife and My Dead Wife." My wife and my dead wife. Am I the only one that sees her? My wife and my dead wife. Doesn't anybody see her at all? Why don't you love Robin Hitchcock? I don't, it's just a, Robin Hitchcock. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I mean, some things I just have no taste for. You love him, though. I know a lot of people do like him. He's great. He, uh, I did a blog item about it. You know, it's, it's a dead giveaway because the same day I put this podcast online, I did a long blog item about him, and this song was on the playlist, so anybody could have figured this one out. So listeners can be rewarded... By, for reading my blog. And constantly reading your blog. Go there at least five or six times a day and nice. listen to the podcast. Exactly. So I like Robin Hitchcock. He's got a new DVD that just came out. Where he uh, did a live show with some of the members of REM, and uh, you gonna Nick try Kershaw. to get him on the show? I would love to have him on the show. Anyway, without further ado, here were some of the winners from last week: Jason Capist, uh, Mike Metcalf, Call Sign Viper, <laughs> Lou Greeley, <laughs> Brian Hall, and Greeley, sweet Lou, <laughs> and Doug Smith. Anyway, some of you guys will be getting Funyuns; other rest of you will just be having your name mispronounced on the air by me. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's mystery clip. And I throw it to my friend Sean Daly. I'm going to guess it's someone else I don't give a crap about. <laughs> that was a safe bet. If you're not going to cover these bands in the major portion of the show, I'm at least going to sneak them in to the little segments. Sorry. If you know the name of this week's obscure Sean Daly hated band, email me at stuckneys at tempbay.com because only this show has the right to call you succulent pork tasty sausage seasoning if you're not ready to give up on mullets in madonna log on to stuck in the 80s just one of the many blogs you'll find at tampabay.com the website of the st petersburg times relive the music movies and culture of the greatest decade ever only at tampabay.com and we're back with only three songs from 1989 left to play. And I got to say, two out of these three, all three, you know, the one isn't bad, but the last two are going to hit you with are amazing. Yeah. My faves. Also, big hits on my iPod. But, I don't first, really... but first, a very sentimental choice. Yeah, it is. Play a little bit. For a man I love, a star Angel Eyes by the Jeff Healy Band. Poor Jeff Healy. Passed away this year from uh, cancer. 
the uh, blind Canadian jazz guitarist that a lot of us knew. I guess a lot of us were introduced to him by the movie uh, Roadhouse. I hate Roadhouse. How do you hate Roadhouse? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is like Freaky Friday. You know what's really crazy? And this, it, it, I mean, literally five minutes before we came into the podcast studio to record, I got an email from somebody who I'd never gotten an email from through before, and I can't, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But it was like, how come you have not done a whole podcast on Roadhouse yet? And I'm like, oh, God, I don't Roadhouse know if that's stupid. I don't like the blonde in that. What's no, her name? I don't like her either. Kelly and something. Lynch. Kelly Lynch. She's too thin. But, uh, but you get to see her naked. Yeah. That's always a bonus. Uh, I don't know. I just don't like Roadhouse. Swayze bothers me. Uh, poor Patrick Swayze. God rest his soul. <laughs> God, don't say that now, man. Anyway, but uh, the, the email continued on and said, I'll forgive you if you do a podcast solely about the greatest movie that ever was. And then the two most unlikely words to follow, Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, wrote, I wrote him back. And I didn't know what to say. I, didn't, I wanted to be nice, but at the same point, I kind of wanted to, you know. I thought you were going to say Turner and Hooch. <laughs> no, that'd be three. Uh, no, I wrote him back and I just said inconceivable. That's all I said. Inconceivable. That's cute. So, uh, but um, you shoot him down, but with a quote. I don't remember Jeff Healy playing Angel Eyes in Roadhouse. To be honest, no, he play. He does a cover. Ah, F. I think he does a cover of a Dylan song in that, doesn't he? Or maybe that was Eber. He might be. (laughs) Yeah. What does he do? The Doors, maybe. Yeah. Five billion listeners are going to be like, "Dale, you idiot." He does play. Yeah. People Um, love that movie. They just love it. It's it's weird. Uh, Jeff Healy, a lot of people are going to give me some grief saying he's not a one-hit wonder. I think he does Roadhouse he, Blues, doesn't he? he That's the song he does. Probably. But uh, Healy, um, this is his only top 40 hit. And yeah, he, he's, he's a very distinguished musician with a long history and deserves a lot more respect than I'm probably giving him right now. But you know, in terms of one-hit wonders, this was it for him. He had This one went to number five on the charts and uh, spent 22 weeks on the charts. Eventually becoming this uh, the seventieth highest selling single in U.S. in the U.S. for nineteen eighty nine, and uh, according to my notes, it was in Roadhouse, but I don't remember it. But uh, then again, I, that's a movie I will never own on DVD. Maybe it played like during the Boink scene. That'd be nice. That'd be a good song to Boink by. Ew! Oh God, you gave me that lascivious <laughs> grin again. Yeah, God, I'll stop it. Would, you, would it be better if I just go back and play me so horny again? <laughs> Or how about anyway, the, let's close up strong. We've got two more songs. Two more Play songs. Play this next one. This one I just I, I love. I love this song. Michael Penn. Are you mocking me? You don't like No Myth? I love No Myth. I, I love it, too. No Myth, man. Tell the peeps about Michael Penn. Michael Penn is the brother of, uh, as you might imagine, Sean Penn and Christopher Penn. The late Chris Penn? Yeah. God, I still can't get over the fact he's dead. I know. Um, and it seems like he pops up every, every movie I see. And like when I'm flipping through cable at 3 in the morning, you know, I'm on like some wild turkey stupor. I love the what, sobbing the myself to sleep. Let's yeah. do a wildlife show. I haven't seen, we'll do it right after we You've do the- You've never seen uh, the wildlife? No. What? I mean, and you're ripping on me? It's great. I guarantee you, of all the listeners out there, maybe ten percent have seen the wildlife, and ninety-nine of them have seen ninety-nine percent of them have seen Bill and Ted. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. Don't give me that look. You you have never seen ET. You have never seen ET. All the way through. Oh come on! Oh, I hate it. 
Spielberg's a, Spielberg is you know not what? my I'm friend. S- you know what? I'm you and I after the show we're gonna have a talk about Spielberg. Spielberg is a genius. Oh yeah, I loved AI, artificial intelligence. Jeez, you know what? You, we've had crap podcasts before. <laughs> Give the guy a break. We have never had a podcast as bad as artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's pretty. And classy. as bad as what I hear this new Indiana Jones movie is like. Anyway, uh, first of all, I uh, don't even start with me. Uh, also, uh, Michael Penn is also married to Amy Mann. There's another '80s uh, celeb, and uh, I have a plug too, though. I want people to go out and um, download uh, uh, Michael Penn and Amy Mann for the "I Am Sam" soundtrack, which was all Beatles covers. Right. They do a cover of Two of Us" for that. It's the lead track. I don't remember the Beatles. that. I saw that movie. Uh, I don't remember that song. It's great. That soundtrack it's got a great is soundtrack. unbelievably good. Black, who does Blackbird? Someone does Blackbird. Sarah McLaughlin does Blackbird. That's Black great. Bird. That's great. Uh, Cheryl Crow does Mother Nature's Nature's Son. Um, the Wallflowers do I'm Looking Through You. And then there's like the Vines are on there. A lot of great other bands. But Michael Penn and his wife Amy Mann do um, Two of Us. It's fantastic. It is nice. All right. Ready? Are you ready for the big finale? Yeah. This is going to be great. Come on. Play it. This one's just for Sean Daly. Because God knows we can't get through a show with one of these crappy songs on it. I give you the final song of the one-hit wonders of 1989. Come on! Steve Spears, just bust the move! Young MC. Come on. I know that you hit the dance floor for this thing. I didn't hit the dance floor for anything. Oh, God. How do you not like bust a move? It's just like it's just like an instant mood adjuster. Uh, it adjusted my mood all right. <laughs> Back where I was at the start. Oh, man. This is great. Tell them about Young MC. Young MC, a British-American rapper. And uh, better known, I say, for having written the, the hits uh, Wild Thing and Funky Comadina for Tone Tone Loke. I have these great vinyl, like, 18-minute versions of uh, Wild Thing and Funky Cold Medina at home. You want to come home and listen to them? And I have the instrumental of Wild Thing, which, of course, plays in Uncle Buck with the whole principal scene when he goes into school. And he leaves. Ah, see? You're starting to pep up a bit. Eh, Maybe Young MC wasn't so lame, Spearsy. So am I allowed to come over and listen to him at your house? If your fiancé has uh, lifted the boycott of the Spearsy? You'll come over to my house and the fur fiancé will say, Hey, Sean, can you get a loaf of bread at the store? Not that store. The one one in Tampa. (laughs) That's that's, that's 45 minutes away. Uh, Yeah, Uh, but they have such good bread there. Very crusty. (laughs) All right. Uh, That was a good one. I love Bust a Move. I'm actually kind of I've cheer, I'm cheered up a little bit. 1989 wasn't as bad as I thought. Let's hug after the podcast. Can we hug? Let's hug. As yeah. opposed to what Watch we normally do. Watch your hands. The, uh, but uh, 1989, this spells the end of the one-hit wonder shows. I'm still kind of morose. What are we going to do now? Two-hit wonders? <sighs> you know what? That's a good question for the readers. What do we do now? What kind of serial? I mean, what do you want? Do you want the top hits of each year? Do you want some of the worst songs of each year? Do you want two-hit wonders? We're, we throw it over to you. God, when we go back to 1980, you are just... Oh, I'm going to be in heaven. I can't wait to start. I can't wait to start over. In 1980, I was only like two years old. I know. You were just an embryo. And uh, I I had a a full-on mustache. (laughs) Uh, Even a soul patch, maybe. (laughs) But uh, no, God, please take me back to 1980. In the meantime, I'm going to click my Nikes, and we're just going to disappear, because Sean Daly and I are hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck 
Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. This has been a most unusual day.